are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday, October 2nd edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor over at USA Today's LeBron Wire, former Blazer B-Writer at the Vancouver Columbian, also a contributor in a lot of other places, including the AP. And welcome back to the show. Uh, it is Tuesday. We had a show early on Monday uh, as our earnest efforts to come back multiple times uh, a week and uh, really become the, uh, the the podcast that you want and you, that you depend on uh, throughout the season. So uh, we'll definitely uh, are going to up the volume of our shows. And uh, as it is for today's show, it's just me, uh, not no Corbs in the house today. Just, just me without the big dog. Um, and today, uh, just going to talk about some important stories I think that are, are worth monitoring uh, before we continue with our kind of positional group previews. Uh, I know that the NBA is becoming more of a you know positionless game, and, and you know everyone says that, but uh, people still have traditional roles to play. So uh, that's why we've done that. If we want to go listen back to see what Cordes and I had to say about the bigs. You can go listen to that pod from a couple of weeks ago. And then uh, from earlier this week, we did a pod about the wings uh, for the Trailblazers and uh, guys that are going to be filling that role, you know, guarding the Durants of the world, guarding the LeBrons of the world. And so uh, we, we talked about those guys for the Blazers. I mean, that's the truth of it. You, I mean, you, you can laugh um, and, and you may. Uh, when you think about the Blazers' wings playing against some of the best in the NBA, but that's that's what it is. Um, you know, that's that's their task, that's their struggle this season, that's their plight. Um, so uh, that is uh, the the stuff that we've covered so far in our positional season preview uh, of all the players. And uh, also, just wanted to say, um, you know, best wishes to to Paul Allen, who uh, is dealing with uh, a return of uh, the cancer that he he dealt with uh in uh, 2009 so um hoping the best for uh mr paul allen uh so uh definitely wanted to to give that uh a proper shout out um and a proper acknowledgement uh to the owner of the trailblazers so um uh that's you know bummer news but uh the good news is that basketball is just around the corner. The Blazers play on Friday, and uh, there's even NBA on national TV tonight. If you wanted to watch that, the baseball playoffs are obviously happening. I don't know, you know, if you're baseball, I like watching the baseball in October. I'm Venezuelan, so I mean, it's kind of, um, it just is what it, you know. I kind of just watch it, you know. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but there's NBA tonight. Uh, Cavs, Celtics. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals rematch, not one we'll see in the future, uh, is on right now. And then in in a couple minutes, they're about to pl- show the uh, 
Lakers and the Nuggets. So uh, some real basketball on TV tonight. If you listen to this right after I put this up, uh, you might be able to have enough time to switch it over to TNT and watch. If you have cable, if you have TNT, that is, you know, not, not to, uh, or, you know, there are other means, um, you know, if you're a big enough NBA fan, I think you've probably found ways before. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to talk today at, at the start of this show. The Blazers are in training camp. They just had a preseason game last week on Saturday before their fan fest, which is kind of a change of pace from what we normally get uh, from the Blazers in the preseason, but news coming from Chris B. Haynes, who is now over at Yahoo, so congratulations to uh, our my pal Chris Haynes, uh, been working to get him on the show, tough man to book, gotta say, um, but uh, great great success uh, for him uh, getting the, the new NBA insider role over at Yahoo, um, and uh, he reported uh, in one of his first stories over there that C.J. McCollum underwent a, a, a PRP injection, which is a platelet, a platelet-rich plasma injection, uh, and you know this has become a pretty common procedure in the NBA. Uh, Steph Curry uh, has, has gone undergone a few of these. Um, guys, guys go through this all the time. Um, it, it's kind of a common procedure. It's not, I don't think, anything to be uh, too upset about. I know that given Portland's history of lower body injuries and uh, star players, it obviously um, triggers some old memories. Um, I, I, I will say, you know, this isn't a microfracture. This isn't a, um, you know, this isn't one of those procedures that you hear about. Uh, it isn't an Achilles. It isn't, you know, uh, a torn ligament. You know, it, it's just one of these things that kind of happens when, you play basketball this much, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know if that's going to make anybody feel better, but it's just, uh, you know, when you play that much, you're gonna unavoidably get some, you know, nagging injuries here and there, and knee soreness, which is what uh, McCollum dealt with, according to uh, Haynes, is is what he was dealing with after the the series in uh, New Orleans, and, and that's when he kind of felt. The, it getting really bad, and uh, apparently he was feeling soreness during the latter part of the entire 2017-18 season, and uh, was trying to figure it out after the season. So uh, this was his way of doing that. So um, he's already playing. Uh, another thing that people have said about CJ, who I think is is a really important player. Obviously, he's the second best player on the team. Uh, he's the guy that has the closest potential to be an All Star. Uh, and Jason Quick just wrote uh, about him for The Athletic, another new gig. Uh, congratulations to Jason uh, over at The Athletic. And he wrote a story about CJ, about uh, the leadership role that he's taking when you know Lillard was traveling for some work stuff. I think he might have been in China or something like that for, for NBA 2K or something. I, I think it was, was that. And uh, you know CJ was the only one there. Uh, and he was apparently the guy leading. Zach Collins pointed that out, that CJ has been one leading and uh you know when you look at it uh it kind of does fall on him you know and the Blazers don't have any really old guys Uh, I talked about that after media day and at media day about Evan Turner being the oldest guy on this team and we talked about it on the wings episode as well that's been a frequent uh frequent topic that we've touched on here on the podcast but uh I I I do believe that uh McCollum 
being in a leadership role is a great sign. The fact that he's really been involved and isn't backing down from that challenge and uh, knows what is asked of him, you know, that is a good sign, I believe. And the fact that he's healthy and he's back out on the court um, after that, and he was also playing pickup in New York with LeBron and James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And uh, so, so he was doing those things over the summer. So, He's already back. He he seems like he's he's all right. So, um, and I think the fact that we're finding out now after things are kind of good is just like, hey, it's a sign that like, you know, I think things are moving in the right direction. And and so, uh, you know, I know that a lot of folks, uh, a lot of friends have you know kind of freaked out uh, about the uh, the knee situation and, and the injection. But I I, I think uh, it's very normal uh, in the league. I think. Uh, it's also a good sign of where CJ is right now that he's starting, he's playing, he's playing at a high level, um, and, and, and players, you know, and, and, and people around the Blazers are saying great things about him. So, um, kind of an interesting thing to watch and I thought was an interesting story to touch on uh, tonight since, you know, we're not doing our positional previews. But uh, there's some more Blazers stories to cover uh, in a second, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So we're back here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is uh, Tuesday night here, and we're going to talk about Mo Harkless, um, who is uh, kind of the other end of the CJ McCollum. You know, it's not, it's not, it's the the opposite of what's going on with CJ McCollum. McCollum, uh, you know, had some knee soreness, dealt with it, got a PRP injection and is already back and on the court and has been playing full speed against really good NBA players. And Mo Harkless, uh, you know, hasn't been able to do that. Uh, He, according to, uh, this is from Jay Allen, who was at Blazers practice today, though, uh, there was some good news. Harkless participated in a good portion of practice, according to Terry Stotts. Uh, Some full court five-on-five work, but Stotts said that Harkless will not play in Friday's game against the Phoenix Suns. So um, I think it, given everything we've learned about uh, the nature of, of Harkless's injury and the fact that he had surgery six months ago and still is not able to play in games and wasn't until the second week of training camp able to play, uh, you know, th- that's, I think, a good thing that they're taking it slow. Uh, I think it's, you know, not a good thing to hear that about a guy who's been a really important player for the Trailblazers. There's no way around it that Portland's best lineups over the last uh, three years, you know, have had Harkless on the floor. You know, it's been Harkless, Aminu, Dame, and CJ in some combination with another guy, um, whether it was Mason Plumley back in the 2014-15 or you know whether it was uh, uh no not 2014-15 2015-16 excuse me um and or whether it was Nurk and and so th- they've had uh you know some really gr- played some really great basketball with Harkless and the fact that he hasn't been all the way healthy is a little bit concerning so um just watch out for that. I think that is just my big takeaway. Again, um, it's not 
you know, this big point, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it's not the, you know, the most, you know, eye-opening thing to say, but I, I do think that Harkless and his situation is just, you know, I think it's something to just monitor right now, because right now, uh, Jake Lehman uh, was the starter in the first preseason game, and granted, uh, it's the preseason, but, um, you know, that's going to be tough to see, it, you know, for him, a guy that hasn't played a lot, uh, to start and uh, maybe he'll get another chance. I think he will get another chance on uh, Friday because I think Portland really knows what they have in Evan Turner. I don't think there's really any need to experiment uh, necessarily with Turner in the starting lineup. I just, I don't see what you gain out of that given that he's had, this is his third year now uh, getting to play with this team. And I think on some level you have to understand what Turner's role is at this point. And, you know, no one's a finished product. I, I do, uh, you know, want to state that. And I know that a, a lot of people in the NBA always really want to point that out, that no one's ever finished. But um, I think the track record with Evan Turner, you know, helps us know the kind of player he is. And he's a guy that's going to need to create handle the ball he's going to pull up and get some mid-range jumpers he'll create some shots for you but if you can get better shots you know that would be better and so um we'll see what layman can provide that everyone says that he's been a more consistent shooter including him and uh you know he'll have an opportunity to win some playing time i do think if if he plays well um and, and harkless though you know he's missing out on this time again which uh you know is not his fault uh, but it just, you know, it's unfortunate timing that, uh, you know, he hasn't been able to get healthy until now and still can't play in the preseason when, while Damon CJ aren't going to be playing a lot of minutes, nor Nurk, nor Aminu, it would be good to get, you know, some dress rehearsal time. And I think, uh, I think sometimes the preseason, obviously it doesn't matter, but there are little things where it does matter sometimes. I remember LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, one of the, my favorite things that I remember about LaMarcus Aldridge is that he legitimately loved the preseason. And I do think that when a guy that's been that good for that long, uh, you know, really believes in it, I do think that there's something to take away from it. And I, it's not necessarily about getting ready, but it's about the, the continuity sometimes. I, I, and, uh, you know, with the injuries, Portland has to kind of work to get that back. They do have an advantage on most of the teams in the West when it comes to continuity. But, uh, you know, they're going to need Mo Harkless to get to play with Seth Curry, to get to play with Nick Stauskas, to get to play with, uh, you know, Gary Trent maybe. You know, they're going to need to see that um, and need to see him play with Zach Collins. So I, I just, you know, this uh, Harkless injury – it's a minor thing right now, but sometimes, you know, those minor things really end up tripping you up, especially in, in the Western Conference of the NBA. So um, just uh, something to watch out for, uh, the Mo Harkless injury. He's working his way back. He, he did some full court five on five things. So that's good to hear, but uh, they're clearly still being a little careful with him. Uh, so definitely something to monitor. So we're going to take one more break and we'll be right back with more Locked On Blazers. And we're back here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Like I said, it's Tuesday night. There's NBA on the TV. It's, it's you know, I'm really happy um, 
that that this time of year is here. Uh, it's always a time of year that I get excited about. Uh, you know, right now everybody's got hopes. Everyone's excited uh, about the NBA season, and I, you know, I know that we've been pretty negative about the Blazers uh, on this podcast, but um, you know, that's just not you know. At least when it comes to the NBA, that's not me. You know, um, I, I I always think that the NBA has a lot to offer, even though if the Blazers are in a downturn, and I still do think that uh, you know there there are going to be some opportunities here for Portland. Uh, you know, early on in the season, I, I you know, uh, LeBron going to the Lakers is something that I know uh, a lot about because I write about LeBron James and the Lakers every day, um, and. You know, it is good though that, and, and Damian Lillard mentioned this the other day that it's good that the Blazers get the Lakers early in the season, twice at home. Um, you know, before they're really going to get things completely gelled. And uh, while Portland's, you know, didn't add anybody and they didn't make any flashy moves compared to the rest of the West, especially over the last two years, uh, when you look at the rest of these teams around Portland that have added talent. Um, you know, sometimes that newness has a, a, a shine to it. And, uh, you know, the chances for Portland right now are, are pretty low. You know, they have a over-under of 42 and a half. Uh, but, you know, the fact that they're, they're going to get some breaks early playing against LeBron and the Lakers when they're, you know, very early on in their journey. LeBron is going to play in the preseason game tonight. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, again, showing maybe that there is some value to the preseason. Uh, and, you know, it kind of sucks that, that Harkless is currently missing out on that. But you can't, you also can't risk his health forcing him to come back. But it's just uh, a truth of the matter. But I think it's it's great that Portland's going to get LeBron early. I think that's, you know, potentially, uh, you know, to get that win at home against a team that's, projected to be at the top of the Western Conference, you know, at least in the playoff picture and has the best player in the world, that is is going to be a big boost. I don't care, you know, what year it is. And so, um, and I don't care, you know, what you think about the the Lakers young guys, whether you if you think they're not good or whatever, if it's just LeBron, you know, a win's a win against that team. And I think that that is uh, going to be something pivotal for Portland early on in the season. I, you know, I think that they're going to be able to get a win there, but uh, you know, if they don't, you know, that, that, that's going to be really tough. And uh, another thing to watch out for in the Western conference with the playoff picture, there are a couple things. There's uh, Jimmy Butler and the trade, which has yet to be consummated. Uh, all the reports are that Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden, the, the general manager and the president have been, you know, really price gouging teams have been really asking to, too much from teams and that's made it really tough for them to get a a deal done even though the owner glenn taylor wants them to get a deal done so you know uh that in itself really also compromises another team that made the playoffs last year so you know you could theoretically swap the lakers in for the timberwolves and the blazers still be in the playoffs but then you have denver you have the clippers you have the nug or the yeah, you have the the Grizzlies, excuse me. You know, you, you have a lot of teams that uh, you have Dallas even. You know, if, if Doncic is really, you know, that good, you know, a, as good as he was in the Euro League, as good as he was in the European Championships, you know, that's another, you know, that's another team that could potentially get into the back end of the playoffs. You know, so um, 
that this is going to be competitive. There's a lot of little things, and that Jimmy Butler thing that's hanging over Minnesota could hurt. And then Russell Westbrook uh, also having a knee injury, having surgery, and uh, you know having to be out for at least a couple of weeks probably uh, to start the season. So um, Portland has their little things. The rest of the West has their little things. And uh, I just think whoever is going to be able to best at dealing with those little things that pop up right now for Portland, it's Mo Harkless. Uh, you know, right now for the Lakers, it's it's LeBron and, and the newness of everything. And, 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 you know, those are just two examples. But I, there are going to be little battles uh, to uh, fight uh, as, as the four that I mentioned on here on this episode. So, um and Portland just has to be able to fight through there. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, if you want us to have more episodes before you leave us a review, I totally get it. So um, that's going to do it for us. We will see you very soon, uh, probably Thursday, uh, for the Blazers take on the Phoenix Suns in Portland. So until next time.